Welcome to the Family OS Podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Tanner. We're obsessed with creating the family life we desire, and we call it the Family Operating System. Join us each week to learn how to improve communication, be in control of your future, and love life. Welcome. Um, this is uh, this is going to be a podcast episode, and uh, and we haven't done that as much. So we love getting on live. We're going to talk about a few things around relationships. I've got a call in twelve minutes, so I'm going to disappear if you stay connected, and then Kate's going to bring it all home for you. Uh, however, we're here. It's going to be like the shortest podcast. We wanted to ever. we wanted to do this. Several things have evolved in our life. I just did a post today about how the journey over the last 18 months or so. And um, the the summary of that is in any form or fashion that we've attempted to do anything else other in our lives, we continue to be called back to the work around relationships. And we have been working with married couples. We've worked with some individuals, individuals who are in marriages, individuals who are not in marriages from a coaching capacity. And uh, um, about a month ago, after attending a, a marketing event, we revisited something that we had said no to 18 months ago, and that is helping single individuals, specifically starting with single women in their 30s and 40s who still want to get married and have kids, um, helping single women find that man and break the patterns of uh, whatever, the dating game, the, which is, dating is, game, is the Kate's story. Toxic relationships, the divorce, like the mediocre marriages. Like, I mean, there's so much to it. And um, it actually, it's, it, we were we were reminded of this conversation that I had with um, when I was still working in radio, um, Miles Kennedy of Alter Bridge. And at the time that I was doing an interview with him, uh, it was his 11th wedding anniversary. And one of my coworkers said, Hey, you know, what's the secret to 11 years of marriage? You know, like just kind of, you know, having small talk before the interview. And Miles replied back, marry the right person. And that just did not leave our minds. Like I don't remember didn't when leave my mind. Yeah, because I wasn't there. Well, no, I'm <laughs> no, I'm saying like you once I told you that I was gonna yeah. say I'm like I don't know exactly at what point did I tell you this story, yeah. but I was like oh once we you know once you know I heard that and I shared it with you and we're doing this relationship thing like helping uh, couples and just what we felt being called to like this just this this marry the right person kept coming back. And so we uh, and we've interviewed, uh, I don't know, a dozen plus, maybe more than that of married couples, married much longer than us, people that we would consider marriage mentors. And um, a common theme was marrying the right person. And the way that you marry the right person is to actually know who you are, understand what you want. Some people, you know, we know. Uh, Dan and Pam Witowski, you know, uh, mm -hmm. come to mind. They've been together, what, 43 years. They say, say they've been dating, dating for like 43 years. Yeah. They've been married 35 or something. So, um, they were high school sweethearts, right? They have a very, what I would consider unique story. They have a very, um, great upbringing. They grew up in the same area in the East coast. So there are people out there, there, there is no one size fits all. 
And, um, and I really believe that if you have in your heart that you want to be married, you want to have a healthy relationship, you, you know, you have visions for your future. I believe wholeheartedly that God has put that on your heart for a reason. And he continues to tell you that and remind you that so that you start showing up and working for it, right? Whether you're single looking for the right person, whether you're in a relationship and something's not, not right, or you're in a marriage and something's not right. And you keep coming back to like, God, man, I just wish that, you know, things would just look a little differently and, you know, we'd have a better connection. And, you know, this is how I would be treated by a man or a woman. Cause I know we can both be a pain in the butt, right? Like we both, there, there's two sides to the, to the story here of, of how men and women treat each other. And I just think that if God's put that on your heart, he's put it on your heart for a reason because he's asking you to start showing up for it. Start acting like you want it, right? And that means that you have to do some things that'll probably be a little uncomfortable and some things that you might not fully understand or even quite know how to about going, you know, to go about doing this and making change, but that's the first part, like acknowledging it and being like, cool, now I got to go figure something else out and start doing some, some work around this. Now, if you're um, tuning in on the Kayla Riley page and you know Kate from radio, you may have seen a post from a couple days ago that got a little fiery and uh, one woman apparently did not believe that. Her belief is you should do thing in your life differently and that you should just get you should just be deserving of the right man. And, uh, and she was, um, you know, clearly coming from her own personal experience and she shared some, um, personal issues that resulted in her, uh, extremely, uh, what I would consider outlandish comments. Um, but if you also look on that post, you'll see a number of people who have said, you know what, you're right. I was in a, in a, in a death cycle of dating and I decided to make some changes on myself and I found the right person. Um, I mean, I, I, I've never I, seen a healthy marriage beyond 10 years. Steven Anderson, I don't want to get too distracted in the comments here. Um, I am in a couple of, of, of uh, um, divorced men groups and I posted in there just yesterday. Hey, do you want to get remarried? It's all divorced guys. Some guys have actually already gotten remarried. They're still in that group, myself included. About 15,000 guys in that group. I'm up to maybe 250 responses in the last 12 hours. Most men saying no. Some men, um, Stephen, talking about what you're talking about, no, but never work. There's like this wheel of relationships that say basically eight in 10 marriages are you know, going to go down some, some dark spiral. And, uh, and, and here's the deal. You get what you believe in life, right? So you got divorced after 10 years, so now you've established a belief that I've never seen a good marriage after 10 years. I've seen great marriages after 10 years. I've seen a lot of great marriages after 20 years. Um, so I don't have the same belief as you. And and so I won't create that same reality in, in my life. Now, you, when I, I mean, got you... married the first time, uh, my belief was that you got married, you had kids. I did that out of order. Uh, I had a kid, I got married, which actually was truly my belief because both of my male cousins who are really the only sort of male family role models that were close to my age, they both um, knocked chicks up when they were in high school. So I actually had a belief that I was going to get a girl pregnant in high school. So I was 
recklessly, you know, I was on that path in high school. Thank God that didn't happen. I waited until I was 23 for that to happen. Uh, but I believe that, well, probably going to have a kid out of wedlock could happen in high school, maybe in college hadn't happened by then. So I made it happen in my twenties. Then I got married to somebody I knew that I shouldn't be married to. And I really thought like I'm condemned to just a life of misery. So I may as well keep drinking and get fatter uh, and fulfill my emotional voids with food and alcohol and marijuana. So that that was my belief. And that's how I lived my 20s. And then I realized like, oh, that sucks. That's that's not actually what I want to do. And so I made some drastic changes to create a different reality. And now we've only been married almost five years. So I can't tell you what our marriage is going to be like in 10 or 15 years, It's going to be even better, um, baby. <laughs> but it seems to get better every year. So I don't have that belief. So that's, that's like, that's the point here. And that's part of, you know, what's happening inside of this challenge that Kate's doing, uh, finding him by the way, for single women. And uh, it really leads into the podcast episode. So you should probably just like, take it away as a formal podcast episode, even <laughs> though we were supposed to do this together. And then I'll just split out of here and uh, let you do your thing. How yeah. does that sound? Yeah. Um, that, yeah, that's fine. I, I, yeah, Jeff's got it. Couldn't truly love her until I loved me. And I think yeah. that's the deal, right? right? Our podcast, our podcast, I'm going to say a couple more things. Yeah. The, when we started our podcast, we called it the one relationship. And the goal was to be about marriage and with the catchy cutie like hey the one they're the one but the actual meaning of it was the only relationship that you actually have is the relationship you have with yourself and that's a belief that i have formed through my own personal experience that is again a belief of mine that i believe to be a hundred percent true and i believe that the relationship that we have with ourselves is literally like a lens that the light of our body, if you think about a film projector, I, I was in the film industry, so um, a, a, a lens on a projector and then light is projected through it. Um, I believe that our, our beliefs are like the lens of that projector and whatever we believe about ourselves, it, it turns into what we believe about other people. And if we're not happy with ourselves, there is absolutely nobody that is going to make you happy in any relationship, even if they've got all the money in the world and they give you blowjobs every night. Like, you're just not going to be happy. You're going to find something to be unhappy about because you're not happy with yourself. Conversely, if you're super happy with yourself, uh, it's very hard for other people to impact and have an influence on that. And there's a, for the men on here, there's this toxic, toxic, toxic saying that says, happy wife, happy life. And that is 100% hot garbage because that is not actually true. If you spend your time in your life uh, attempting to make your wife happy, and people still tell me that, oh, well, you should do this, or you shouldn't say that, or you shouldn't do this thing that Kate doesn't really like. And I'm like, Mm, that wouldn't really be true to me. I Now, I don't do things to piss her off purposefully like I did in my previous marriage, but there are things that I know that I could probably do differently that are just like, I don't know, I haven't figured it out yet, but my quest is to be the best version of myself and content with myself, knowing that if that is true, then I will be able to uh, be whole for her. And I will be able to focus on actually serving her needs and the things that, that would help her be happy. But there's no amount of work that I can do if she ain't happy with herself and something's not not jiving. Like there's nothing I can do to make her happy. So this happy wife, happy life stuff is complete garbage. 
Uh, I believe that it bankrupts most men emotionally. They 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 end up being extremely frustrated because they're like, I'm doing all this stuff for my wife and she's still not happy. She cheated on me. We got divorced. She took half the money. And then they form this belief that all women are evil and uh, blah, 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 blah. On down the road they go. And women do the same thing. They get cheated on. They get something happens with a man. And then they form this belief that all men are liars, cheaters. All the good ones are either taken or gay, and uh, that's that's really what the challenge is, and 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 what we're up to with FindingHimChallenge.com. The thing that the two of us have really come to realize is that true happiness, true like, has to come within, and it and it comes from the pursuit of something an objective worthwhile, like something that is, or I should say worthwhile objective, right? It's in the pursuit. When we know that we are taking care of ourselves, we're working on something, we're making progress on something. It's, it, it, we, we see results, like uh, results along the way, right? Doesn't that give us confidence? Doesn't it give us some level of joy? Doesn't it get us energized? Like, yeah, we want to get back into it and keep going and keep working on whatever it is that we're working on, right? This this goes for weight loss. This goes for a project you might be working on at work. It could be the way the relationship is going. Uh, I mean, this applies to anything, right? When you're in the pursuit of a worthwhile objective, that is where the joy comes. That's where the fulfillment comes. When you stop moving towards that, when you stop having this worthwhile objective, that you are working towards, that's when we start to fall down. That's when we start to, to dip and, and then th the mood, like everything starts to shift. And that's why, quite frankly, we have so much mental health issues that are going on currently because everyone's chasing after something they think is gonna make them happy. It's some earthly thing in this world that's like, oh, if I have this, I'm going to feel better about myself. Oh, if I have this, you know, I'm going to lose weight and I'll feel more confident. Oh, if I get that, then, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, he'll like me, you know, I'll, 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 uh, I'll be more attractive if I look like this and, and whatever, right. I'm sorry, but these earthly lies are lies. They are out to get you and it's working. So I want you to come back in and say, what fulfills me? What works for me? And sometimes we have to make some object, some changes to feel fulfilled. Now, you know, like we, we referenced this woman who's like not even on our page now because she's like so torn by the the thread that one happened and I'm, I'm actually, you know, I feel badly that that's actually how it all unfolded. That's not, that's not, that was not my intention. Um, however, you know, sometimes when we have the same thing happening over and over and over and over and over again in our life that we don't like, we're the common denominator. So something needs to shift and change. Something needs to shift and change. I'm not saying change who you are, like who, who, like, you're uh, like, like, like you're compromising yourself, which I think is where there's probably some misunderstanding in, in that, that earlier conversation that was happening um, on Facebook. Um, I'm not saying compromise who you are, but I am saying that there are certain things you might need to change, update, improve on so that you get a different result, right? I love 
love the Einstein quote that says, if you're going to do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result, it's insanity. It is. Why do we, why in the world would we think that all of a sudden it's just going to turn out differently? Where do we get that notion? So, so my, my like core, like at the core of who I am, believe wholeheartedly that sometimes we got to make a shift. We got to, we got to improve ourselves to be the right person for the right person. And sometimes, and, and, and when you're in a marriage where you're working on yourself and your spouse is not working on him or herself, then yeah, then you're going to, you're going to probably have, you know, that's, that's, that's when divorce happens, right? So marrying the right person is 100% a key in order to have a successful, loving, healthy, amazing, fun, exciting, ridiculous marriage and life. So when we talk about some some key uh, principles here, these key beliefs, I forget how we titled this this thing. Um, the first thing is having clarity on what you want. If you truly believe in certain things that you want in your life, what we think is what we create. Everything that we see currently in front of us, wherever you are, with your phone, with your computer, with this microphone, the clothes that are on our back, the house we live in, the car we're driving, wherever you're watching this, like wherever you're listening, everything that we see in front of us, my big TV screen monitor that's right in front of me, the camera that I'm using, everything was thought of first before it was created. So if you want a certain life, you got to think about that on, on a daily basis, that this is what I want. And then you can start to take action of creating it. If you think it's just going to fall into your lap like the freaking movies, I'm sorry, but you got a rude awakening and you probably already have had that awakening. So get clear on what you want and start thinking, visualizing, seeing it every single day throughout the day. You don't like what's happening in your world right now. And I'm not talking about the, like, the world. I'm talking about your world, right? What you can control. If you don't like the things that you're seeing or experiencing, start visualizing how you do want to see it, how you do want it. What is it that you want? Get really clear on that because from there you can figure out the action steps, the things that actually um, can help you move towards that visualization. But if you don't actually visual, like if you don't actually think that you can have that, if you don't actually think that that's possible in your life, how in the world would you ever be able to create it? You're like, yeah, I want that, but I don't actually think that that can happen. Well, then it's never going to happen. So, so really think, got to get clear. You got to get clear on what it is that you want. How do you see your life? And then the second part is to understand your non-negotiables. I, you know, so Tanner and I, before we met, we had, um, we had individually come up with what like we now call non-negotiables. I mean, we weren't calling it that back then. We had just, we just both realized like as we started talking and we started dating and we're like, okay, are we going to do this? Is this going to work out? Like, you know, we're long distance. He's got a daughter. Like, you know, we had to actually have a, a pretty serious conversation early on because we weren't going to just, um, you know, just date for the sake of dating. It's not, you know, it just, just wasn't going to be 
it just wasn't going to be a smart thing to do. So we're like, okay, we got to have some, some conversation here. And as we started talking, we recognized that we each had coming out of our last relationship, each of our last relationships, we, we had both made it very clear about certain things that we wanted. And we're like, this is what we're not going to compromise on. So going back to this, 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 you know, changing for other people and whatever, like, no, 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 your core beliefs, your core values, what is the core of what you need in your relationship? That is non-negotiable that you don't compromise. And I'll tell you, as you try to figure this out, if you're, you're going to work on this and you're going to actually take this, this, this episode here and, and, and implement into your life and take some, 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 um, action on what you're listening to, um, I will tell you that these non-negotiables need to be foundational. You don't build a house if the foundation is cracked. You don't build a building if the foundation is cracked. If things are cracked, you know that they're eventually going to wear down and crumble at some point. And you don't want that in your relationship and ultimately in your marriage. So what are the core foundational pieces that that is what you don't compromise on. And just to give you an example, like Tanner and I, um, communication was a really big thing. We both came from relationships that it was yelling and screaming matches and throwing stuff. And, and then, and then on the flip side of that, it was also the silent treatment, you know, communication, nonverbal communication is a big thing in relationships, right? So, so we had a really big, like a, a big, topic on communication of like, we are going to do everything in our power to not repeat these past um, experiences. So we're going to, we're going to show up and have difficult conversations so we can find resolution. We were going to be, we were going to be resolution driven. We weren't going to just sit in whatever we were, you know, pissed off about. Right. So we made sure that we had, we, we were open to communicate, even if it was going to be a difficult conversation. We also knew that we wanted to have it in a way that was a healthy manner. Um, sure. You know, our, our voices can get raised a little bit at times, but we're not really, it's not screaming matches. We're not screaming at each other. We're not throwing things at each other. We're not calling each other names that we're going to regret. Right. So, um, so, so communication was a really big one for us. And then the other thing was like spiritual. Tanner and I were at very different spectrums when it came to religion, faith, like however you want to kind of bucket it for yourself. Um, and so, so we had to get on the same page. And part of that was that we just accepted each other with where the other one was on the faith journey. And that we would together continue to find a way for our faith to, to work together and that we would continue, we would continue to evolve and grow with it and support each other. That was, that was like really the biggest thing. There were, you know, a couple of things with it, like I, how I would support him on his journey. Um, what, what he, um, did to support me on my journey and also about raising our children because I was like, I'm sorry, in good conscience, I cannot like not raise my kids a certain way when it comes to faith. And so I want your support in raising our kids, um, it w you know, in faith and, you know, and he accepted that. So, and that was a big one. 
And that was a big one because I was much more rooted in my faith than where Tanner was on his journey at that point of marriage. So faith, spiritual, kid, right? Family. And that, and that also entailed not just family of our own and kids. And like, what did that look like? That's a really big, you know, that's a big one as well that, you know, Hey, do you want kids or don't you want kids? Like, you know, what does that look like? Right. Not everyone wants kids. A lot of people want kids. So, you know, it's like, how did, how does that work? Um, but it was also about your dynamics with your like family of origin or even the friendships that you may have, right? You got to get on the same page with stuff like that. And I had to share that with Tanner, like, hey, just so you know, it's like on my heart that that like as my parents age, I am going to support them. It's why it's partly why I started my very first online business. I'm like, I want the extra money so I know I can support my family. Or, or my parents as they age and will probably need help. And you know what? My husband has taken that role on even more so than I ever expected him to in supporting my parents and, and how that looks um, at this point in time as I'm, as I'm doing, doing this live. I mean, he's taken it on more than I have even suggested. So that's how much like he knew that that was important to me and how much he's embraced something like that. Um, you know, growth. We were just always of growth mindset. We didn't want to be with someone who was just going to like repeat the same year over and over again, you know, and just stay stale and not feel like they can't learn something. Like you should always be learning. In my opinion, you should always learn. You should always like take on and, and improve and grow and expand your mind and, and have new experiences. Like to me, like I, I would be so bored and stir crazy out of my mind if I lived the same life over and over again. Now, granted, there are certain things that I'm like, oh, can we please just have this like structure and routine? Like I definitely need that in my life. And that's not necessarily my husband. Um, but, but we, but we, we knew that we wanted to be um, a couple of growth. We were going to continue to grow together, learn, and just continue to advance so that we didn't feel like we were being stale and living in Groundhog's Day. But also just like, just, just life. Like it just wasn't what we wanted. So those are just some examples of non-negotiables, right? They're core. They're at the foundation of a relationship. You know, it's not about music, right? Like I had a whole career in music and radio and, um, you know, like, which by the way, I think someone even commented like, oh, I love listening to you. I, I haven't been on radio for over a year. So I don't know who, who you're listening to that you think it's me, but I'm not there. Um, um, but I, I thought like that world, that lifestyle was something that I was going to carry into my marriage and, um, um, and so like, I had to have some quality is, um, I didn't because, and it's not because, um, it's not because like now I'm not in radio. I mean, we got married and I was still in my radio career and he supported my career. He supported, you know, events I went to, he came to some, or, you know, just held down the fort with the kids when I went like whatever it was like, so, so, it, you know, and, and, it, and the music choice wasn't necessarily his cup of tea, although he liked some of it, he wasn't like hardcore into it, but like, I just use that as an example, just because that's something I experienced. And I also hear things like that. Um, 
that um, that that come up when we're talking about non-negotiable non-negotiables. When I'm when I'm working with the women who are like, oh, it's got to be you know this thing and like that, like so detailed. They got to look this way and they got to listen to that and they got to dress that way and they got to have this kind of car. Like all of a sudden, I'm like, that is not foundational. So really pay attention to what your criteria is because the reality is like. Tanner supported me in my career. He liked some of the music. We did some stuff together. I did some stuff alone. I also know people who are really big into like fitness and stuff like that. Like, that's cool. But like, do they have to be um, into like marathons and running or um, tough mutters? Like, do they have to be in that? Or can they just be really focused on health and just be like health and overall, you know, care, self-care, like that's important, right? Understand where like you can make a non-negotiable foundational without it being so specific and like so detailed to the point that now you negate where there is someone who is actually possible for you. Does that make sense? When I first started dating and after I called off my wedding and I'm like, you know, by the time I'm like 30, I'm like, man, I'm like, I didn't want a divorce guy. I didn't want anyone with kids. He had to be Catholic. Like I had major specific criteria of what I wanted in my future guy. Tanner was none of that. None of, none of that cr criteria matched up when we met and, and chose to get married. He's divorced. He has a kid. And he's not Catholic. And so much so that he couldn't even say God when we got together or, or even got married. I mean, maybe he came around to God by the time we got married. I can't remember exactly where that shift was. But, but I mean, he was calling it the universe. He wasn't even saying God, but he supported me. I even remember like right after I left radio, there was like some critic that was like popping up on places saying like, I'm going to regret my decision and he's controlling and he's not going to let me have my own life. I mean, wow. Could you not be further from the truth and how, um, just like how ignorant, you know, don't be ignorant. Don't, don't spew stuff out when you don't actually know the information. Right. So anyway, um, non-negotiables. So keys to success here, keys to helping you live this dream life, live this, this, uh, dream relationship, you know, own it all, right. You got to get clear on what you want and you've got to visualize that. Number two, you got to have non-negotiables at the core of who you are foundational. It's your belief system. It's your values. Like that is core non-negotiables. And now granted, there are more things that I, that I teach with, with the women. And, and again, I'm, you know, I'm running another free challenge, like come in and, and just absorb what I'm offering. If you're single and you want a healthy relationship, you know, someone who just wants to get out of like the, just like the, the crap that's going on out there, you know, and looking for that healthy relationship, come be a part of the challenge. It starts on Monday. It's not too late findinghimchallenge.com. You can register. So like, please come in and be a part of it. Absorb what I'm, what I'm sharing with you and see how you can implement that into your life and, and, and do it. And then tell me that your life isn't improving and things aren't turning around because I believe they will. Otherwise I wouldn't be doing this. So I go deeper and I share other things, but just for this, for this purpose, I want, I want to just narrow it down to a third one here where it's kind of it's kind of all encompassing. It's like it's tied together of past, present, and future. You have got to let go of the past. 
You've got to let go of the past wounds, learn to forgive yourself, learn to forgive others, take ownership of you in those situations. Even if, you know, he or she cheated, stole from you, like whatever it is, like what, whatever, you know, you're listening, wherever you are in your journey of life that could, that this could apply to, like take ownership for where your responsibility is in that situation. I'm not saying you did the cheating, but could you have done some things a little differently so that so-and-so didn't cheat? That's taking ownership or steal from you, right? Like, or, you know, could it, could you have made better choices in business so that you didn't end up with some partners who took advantage of you? Right. So like, we gotta, we gotta forgive, like own the past, forgive and get into the present. Cause if we keep living in the past, which is what I was doing, which is also what kept me into like depressed for decades, well, over a decade. Right. So we've, we, we, and there's multiple ways that we can do this. And again, I, I go deeper into it, um, for those women who, who work with me. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you, letting go of the past frees you to be able to start moving forward for the life that you have been visualizing. Right. Step number one, clarity. What do you want? Start thinking about it. Start visualizing it. If you're living in the past, you're never going to get to the future life that you're dreaming of. <coughs> so one of the ways that you can do that, just uh, a quick example is like starting with yourself, like write a letter to yourself that you forgive yourself. You forgive yourself for the choices that you've made that have led you to this point of all the things that you're still hung up on and write it every day until you can literally feel like you are forgiven. Maybe it's a mantra you write over, over and over again, or maybe you actually write stuff out and like, but like forgive forgiveness is the gift you give yourself. Cause the people that you're not forgiving, they don't freaking care. How many times do we, do you hear that? I don't know. I hear that a lot. Maybe you don't, but I'm telling you the people that you are not forgiving really don't care that you're not forgiving them. So it's only hurting you. So let it go. It's not to negate what happened. It's not to, not anything to, to, um, you know, belittle the situation or to even forget the situation, but it is to be able to not be so emotionally tied to it anymore so that you can move forward. And then to get you to the present. So you want to get to the present, moving to the present allows you to enjoy right now because we only get today once. And yes, I know it's like, freaking crazy out in the world right now, but there is still a way that you can enjoy right now. And if you're not enjoying right now, you're missing out because you don't get today back. Show up with gratitude every day. Even if you've got like life sucks right now, be like, you know what, Lord, thanks for believing in me that I can handle another day. Not like why Lord, do I have to have another day like this? Why me? Why is this happening to me? Not this again. Instead, say, thanks, Lord. Thanks for giving me another day that you trust me enough. You believe in me enough that I can handle another day. Give me the strength to just get through today. Give me the wisdom to know what to do next, right? But show up with gratitude. Enjoy today. Be present with today. Because I'll tell you, everyone I know, mentors or peers alike, who practice this are freaking happier. They're happier. And they get stuff done.
And when you're present with the current, with today, it allows you to then do things today that help move you to your future life that you are visualizing, that you are dreaming of, that you so desire. When you, and that's what I said at the beginning, when you're in pursuit of a worthwhile objective, right? You're working towards this, this dream life, this dream relationship, whatever it may be that you are striving for, a worthwhile objective right? You're in that pursuit. You get another day. I love today because today I get to keep working on my future. How freaking cool is that? And when we start showing up every day like that, you start to see results. You show up differently. You start attracting different people into your life, different results in your life that will actually move you towards what you are like visualizing and creating in your, in your mind. It's amazing how it works, but it works. God's that good that he allows our minds to be able to create what we want. So my truly like my heart, my heart feels for so many people right now who are just caught in like the lies of today, like just all the crap that you, you, you turn on whatever TV show, whatever the news is saying, whatever the garbage is on social media. And I know we're watching this on social media right now, but I'll tell you, it's, it's wholeheartedly why I am doing what I'm doing because I want to actually counter this. And thank you for showing up and watching. Thank you for listening. Keep spreading it out so that more people can see that there actually are good people in this world. There are people who want to see other people succeed and live joyful, like free and loving and, and just amazing lives. Cause I want that for you. And as Tanner and I, you know, we said in the beginning, like we just keep being called back to relationships. We want to help marriages. We want to help families, but it's the relationship part that just is so stuck in our, in our minds. And so that's why, that's why we're starting with, with the women, the single women, because I mean, it's my journey, right? Like being single, never married, waiting for Mr. Right. Like, how is this going to happen? And, um, and I learned some things. I learned some things so that I could um, get a different result in my life, which I have, and now be able to share that with other women. So again, if you're single, you're looking for like a, a good man, a healthy relationship. I'm not, I'm not promising you the guy at the end of this challenge, let's be clear. Um, but I am going to give you the tools that are going to set you up to be able to attract those right people into your life because it works for me. And I know that it can work for you. I believe that. So single looking for healthy relationships, you want marriage, you want a family, even if you don't want kids, like, but you know, like this is, this is a path that will help starting start you on a new trajectory for your future. And I would love for you to, to join me. So if you're that woman, or if you know of a woman, please, um, please join the challenge. Again, it starts Monday, findinghimchallenge.com. You can register um, and, and uh, we'll, get, we'll get you into the group. And it's going to be an amazing week. Um, last month's challenge was like, so ridiculous. We, we were Tanner and I, man, we worked so hard that week and we're like, Oh my God, we're so exhausted. And we're so energized at the same time. Like it just was so cool, um, to see these women, um, look at there, Michelle highly recommend it. Yeah. And I saw Amber on here earlier too. I see Beth, 
Noel, Pamela, love to see you ladies. And, and I see the guys here too, guys, you know, I mean, that we've, we've been hearing about, uh, men wanting something like this, uh, that might be down the road. We'll, we'll keep you posted, but for now we're starting with women. Um, but guys, even if you know, single women, you know, like just sh share it, share, like, let's start, let's start changing what relationships look currently like. Let's change this belief system that relationships have to suck. Like, <sighs> like really? Cause they don't. My relationship to Tanner does not suck. I love him to pieces. He loves me. We are so unbelievably committed and into each other. And sure, we have tough days. And some days we're annoyed at each other. But like, God, man, I mean, it's it's such a great marriage. And I know that if you take what we teach you, you can find this. You can create this in your life. So even for the guys that are watching, share share it with some of the single ladies that you know. Again, findinghimchallenge.com. Um, I'm looking forward to this this next challenge and and continuing to to serve these these women because I know what it's like to not really have hope. Like I mean, it's so freaking small. That hope is so small that I don't know how to I don't even know how to get out of bed. That's how small it is crying in between my, my breaks to go on the air, sitting in the studio for hours and like bawling my eyes out and just feeling so unbelievably depressed. But somehow I got to turn the mic on and entertain people. And like, it just, it sucked. So I know, I know truly like you can, you can make a shift and then a shift will come. You, you make a change, your life will change. And, I, and I'm not saying change who you are at the core. I'm not changing, saying compromise who you are. This is about actually not compromising yourself, but making those shifts enough to get a different result, a result that you want in your life. That's what I'm talking about. All right. So I thank you so much for uh, joining me today. If you got here in the beginning and you saw Tanner in the beginning, awesome. Um, we're going we're gonna to turn this live into a podcast. So you'll be able to come back and um, and watch. It'll be released on Monday. So, um, you know, come back or not watch, I should say, listen, um, and, and absorb, you know, if you came in late and missed any of it, you can, you can come, um, you can come back in and, and listen to, uh, what we got for you, but I'm looking forward to this new journey, this new path, this, uh, this new movement right on Michelle, this new movement, right? Like this is it. And, um, and I just want people to experience and share in what I know is possible. Um, so thank you for continuing to support me. So many of my, my listeners from radio still stay with me and support me. And I, uh, I am truly forever grateful for that. And I want to continue to acknowledge you for, for that support. Um, I, I can't thank you enough. Um, and, and, and I'm also okay for people to be like, yeah, this isn't for me anymore. Cool. Like, and, and peace out, like all good. Um, that's okay because we're all on different paths. Now we're all on, you know, a path that like, hopefully you're, it's one that you want to be on. And I know I'm on a path that I want to be on sharing this with my husband and with the women coming into my life. Like that's, um, that's the path. Right. And, um, and however many we can, we can get on the journey will be amazing. So thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. Um, don't watch the news. It'll just depress you. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll catch you on the next live.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Family OS Podcast. We have a special gift that we'd love to give you. Text us the word POD, P-O-D, to 720-459-4219, and we'll text you back. Until next time. 